There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hey guys, um, I am coming at you. This is Angela from Music Strong. And I am coming at you today solo. Uh, Jen has some stuff she's dealing with. And in the meantime, there is something that I really wanted to expound on that I have talked about recently. Um, if you've been watching our podcast for a little while, listen to it, you've seen that we have done uh, a podcast with Veronica. I always say her name wrong. I think it's Klerkova. Um, she's a, a flutist in Birmingham, UK. And we had a whole podcast devoted to defining your worth as a musician. So the thing is, I actually was on her, uh, I did an interview with her for her group. And if you haven't been over to her group, um, please go check it out if you're on Facebook. It's, uh, uh, you know what? I don't remember what it is. I will, I will have, I'll put a link, but, um, she did an interview with me and we're talking and what's funny is I don't even remember the context at the very beginning. Um, but then I started talking about uh, something that just came out of my mouth. And <laughs> if you guys ever said something and you're like, wow, that was really good. That this was that moment. And so you just saw that clip here in the beginning. Um, at least I think, I think you'll see it of that conversation with Veronica. And it came up in my, just as I'm talking, it came to me that lack mindset can lead to injury, which sounds ridiculous when you think about it, right? But the more I started to expound on this, the more it started to make sense. And it just, it just flowed out of my mouth. I, I don't know where it came from, but it's, I really think it's true. So when we think about lack mindset, Oh gosh, it's everywhere in the musician community, whether you play classical, jazz, rock, country, if you're in the studio, whatever, it's, it's constantly preached to us that there just aren't enough jobs. There's too many musicians and there's not enough work. You'll always quote, be broke, you'll be a starving artist, you'll be poor. There's just not enough people. So, and then this whole thing about, um, either you don't have a, you're not a real musician, you don't have a real job, unless you land uh, an orchestra gig or a teaching gig at a university. I'm sorry, there are not that many universities, not that many schools of music, and not that many jobs. This is a mindset from the 50s, I think. I wasn't born then. Guys, it's 2021. That's 70 years ago. People have said for how long that orchestras are dying. Why is it a viable option at that point? You know, I mean, it's your, I can't remember the, the um, one of the, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this. There's so many options, but I remember taking an audition for the president's own. I think I was one of 90 people to audition for this piccolo spot. If it wasn't like 120, I forget. Because it's just a cattle call is what it, what 
people refer to it as because there's one spot, one spot. And there are so many people putting their hopes and dreams and then they have to go, quote, get a date job because they're not a real musician because they don't have a real music job. It, it, enough, guys. This has got to stop. We, we should demand better of our musical institutions. They need to be preparing us for real life. Um, sure, a lot of us would like orchestral jobs. I have an orchestral job. It's a part-time job. It's perfect for me. I don't want a full-time job. I love what I do. Am I a real musician? Heck yeah, I am. I don't think I'm any less of a musician. In fact, I'm much happier this way. And we need to start preaching that there are so many opportunities for you as a musician and so many opportunities that we haven't even discovered, we haven't uncovered and we haven't come up with. So you remember when uh, musicians started recording in their houses? Like I remember, oh, what was this? Early 2000s, uh, Daniel Bedingfield, y'all remember this? That, that song, I've got to get through this. I've got to get through this. You know, like uh, it, some people thought he sounded like a woman, which is really funny. It's just like, I think it's how they sped up, uh, sped up the sound. Because if you listen to the song, it, it Anyway, point being, it was a huge deal breaker when that, um, it was a huge deal when that came out because up until then you had to pay a lot of money and we had rent studio time, go physically to the studio, rent the band, rent, you know, pay, not rent the band, but you had to pay live musicians. You had to pay an audio engineer to mix it, produce it, all this stuff. And then it had to go on a physical CD and all of this, right? This guy came along and it was one of the first times that people recorded on like a home computer and this, this song was a hit, it was everywhere. And it changed the way we thought about music. And this was like at the time when like Napster was big and you know, and then people, we had to think again about how do we as musicians make a living at this. And some people have really adapted well and some people have gone kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Guys, we gotta do better. You know, there's so many opportunities. There's just so many opportunities for us to come up with new ways to create music, new ways for us to bring music to people, new ways for us to marry different aspects, like what I do, fitness for musicians. I don't know why there aren't more people doing this. Strength training specifically, corrective exercises, but also just pure strength. Why is there, why are there not more people? Did I sell out? I had a whole conversation with myself. Did, am I selling out because I'm not playing music all the time? I'm not playing, I'm not, a, I always wanted to be a studio musician. Why am I not in the studio? I'm not playing movie music like I want to and blah, 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 blah. And I had this whole breakdown of, am I selling out? No, no, I am not selling out. In fact, what I think is when I look at this degree on the wall, I have my master's in flute performance. I got that degree for me, not because I thought the degree would get me a job. I don't think it has, but I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be uh, in regards to the knowledge. I, I knew I didn't know enough. I wasn't at my full potential. I had so much more to learn and grow and as a performer. And when I was done with my master's, I was like, okay, now I'm, I, I think I'm done. I, I tried a couple times to audition with my doctorate and they were disasters and I just went, I don't need this. The reason they weren't, they, they didn't go well was because my heart wasn't in it. I just didn't know what else to do. And there's so many people that go get their doctorates because they don't know what else to do. And 
as music schools, they're not providing any other opportunities because to get a teaching job, you have to have a doctorate, which I think is the biggest bunch of baloney. I would much rather hire someone with some real life experience than somebody who just came through a music school, got their doctorate and got hired. You don't know what the real world is like necessarily, right? So that's a whole nother tangent. But the reason I told her, I think lack mindset leads to injury is because when we feel like we don't have enough jobs, we don't have enough gigs, there's never enough. And we have to say yes. I remember being told as an undergrad, say yes to every opportunity. If someone asks you, can you, do, can you do a gig? The answer is yes. And if you don't know how, you will figure it out because you have to say yes, because that opportunity might never come back and then you'll never have a job. But if you do say yes, that job can lead to another job and lead to another job, aka you'll be a freelancer forever, so you better take every job because there aren't that many. I mean, it's this whole perpetuation of lack, of not enough, which is a bunch of bull. But when we put that much pressure on ourselves to take every job, regardless of whether we want to play it or not, whether we like it or not, whether, whether we're able to play it or not, just because we got to pay the bills, and and we feel like we have to so we have to be perfect as musicians right we're not allowed to be human we're not allowed to get injured so as musicians living here in nashville this is what i hear a lot is that you better not tell anybody you're injured you won't get the gig they'll pass you over for someone who's not so what happens people don't talk about it people are injured all the time guys this number right here 90 percent of musicians will be injured it's not a made up number. I got that from a study. And if you have my book, The Musician's Essential Exercises, I quote that study. It's actually 93% up to will have experienced playing related pain or injury. 93%. That is all of us. Okay. That's basically nine out of 10. That's basically all of us. Because you're going to have something at some point. But if you're not allowed to talk about it, but you're expected to be perfect, what are you going to do? You're going to push through pain. You're going to ignore it. You're going to find a way to just get through the gig. But then you have another gig and you have to just get through that. How many times have you sat in an orchestra rehearsal and been like, man, I can't wait for break. I got another two hours after this, or it's a three hour rehearsal. And then I got another, I got another rehearsal this afternoon. And then I got to say, oh my gosh, I just, I need to stop that so-and-so hurts. My shoulders kill me, my neck, my back, my wrist, my whatever. I just got to make it through. Okay, here's the deal. At some point you're not going to make it through and your body's going to break. You cannot just push through injury, push through pain. If you are in pain, that's, and I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but if you're in pain, that's a, pain is a signal, something's wrong. Your body's trying to get your attention about something. You just push through, something's gonna break, right? Something is not going to work. And so if you feel like you have to push through, just make it through the gig, at some point, you're not gonna be able to make it through and you're gonna have to take time off. Not only are you going to have to take time off, you're going to have to go to a doctor. You might have to have surgery. You might have to have physical therapy after that. And then how long have you been out? How many gigs have you had to say no to because you're out of commission? It could be up to a year. It could be a couple of weeks, could be a couple of months, could be a couple of years. Then your career is gone. Suddenly you're not first call anymore. Suddenly people forget about you. Suddenly people associate with, oh, you're that injured person. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, they had to quit, you know. But then on the other hand, I know. And I have heard of extremely mm, well-known musicians, I'm not naming any names, but really well-known musicians, a fiddler, a violin player, so to speak, uh, either way you wanna say it, 
um, a really well-known person who plays the violin is considering hanging up their bow because they're in so much pain. This is insane, guys. But there's, there's no reason you should have to suffer in silence just until your body breaks and then you quit your career. No, you don't have to do this. So this is why when you feel like you have to say yes to every gig and you have to do it all and you can't take time off, you're going to get injured. And then how much money are you going to lose? It just perpetuates the cycle. How much money are you going to lose? Because then you can't say yes to a gig. Well, you lost that gig. Then means you lost the next gig and the one after that. How much money did you spend? Go to the doctor. How many gigs did you have to say no to or teaching time or whatever you're doing? How much time did you have to take off to go to the doctor? to maybe get surgery, rehab, on top of that, practice time, now your level's gone down. I mean, it's just a vicious cycle and it doesn't have to be this way. So I am so tired of the lack mindset because it's not true. Okay. Do any of y'all remember back in the day when you were in like elementary school and you had these musicians or these artists that came and gave presentations and little concerts and stuff at your school? Surely that was not just my school, right? I remember, I remember these, um, there were some twins that came to my elementary school and they, they did this cute little program and um, my mom bought their cassette tapes. We listened to them constantly and it was really cool. Dude, why, why is that not a viable option? Why is that selling out? It's not, it's not selling out. So why, why is there not more of that? Why can't you just go on tour? You don't have to have a manager. You don't have to make it big and sell out stadiums before you go on tour. Why not make your own tour? So if you listen to our podcast interview with Rusty Holmes, he talks about this tour he just set up. Um, what I've done is I just call schools and, and I usually start with a flute teacher uh, and I ask, hey, would you like a workshop? You know, my workshops uh, help your school maintain their NASM accreditation and I can help your students prevent injury and you know, all these other things. They're like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I went ahead and put in my brochure, look, I can teach a masterclass. I can teach lessons. I can offer you an artist in residency. Why don't you have me for a couple of days to a week? You know, um, my workshops range anywhere from an hour to three hours. Quite honestly, I can make it into two days if I wanted to just spend some time and then add this. And you can charge for each one of these things. Thousands of dollars. Why not? You have, you have knowledge that other people need to be able to play well, right? And so that's what I've done. And like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do, I think the last one I did was right, was in November. Is at Durango, um, Durango, Colorado. I flew out there. Uh, what's funny is I actually flew there from Arizona because I was at a personal training conference for NASM, the other NASM. Um, but I went out to Fort Lewis College. And this is the second time. The first time I went up there of my own volition and I'd only sold like three, the three spots, but I was doing it differently. I was doing it the wrong way. And plus, I really just wanted to go out to Colorado. So this time, um, I'd been in contact with some members of the faculty there, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to, we want to have you come out. Um, how many, you know, what days do you want to do this thing?" So I did a master class. I did a, I did a recital. I did a master class, and I did a music strong three hour workshop. And uh, it was fantastic. They paid for my travel. They put me up in a hotel. They shuttled me around. I got to have a recital, I got a chance to perform, and I got to help a whole lot of people, and I got paid for it. You're gonna tell me that makes me not a musician because I'm not playing an orchestra? No, no, no. You're only limited by, the, by your creativity and your willingness to put yourself out there and hear no. No, I'm not. I heard that from a, a symphony the other day. 
um, very well-known symphony. I reached out, um, and this was through a, a, a friend of a friend reached out on my behalf to the president of the symphony and said, uh, you know, this is what, this is Angela, this is what she offers. Um, she would like to be the personal trainer in residence for your symphony. No one else is doing this. And the director of that symphony came back and said, I'm sure what she's doing is amazing, but she's at the very bottom list of importance right now. We have to make money. You want to tell me that's going to be a successful orchestra? That is so lack mindset. And also, if you're not taking care of your musicians, they don't feel like they have uh, the ability to speak up and to take time for themselves and to take care of themselves because you're just pushing them harder and harder and harder so you can make money. They also deserve to make money, but they also deserve to be taken care of. And you just said, no, 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 their health and wellness is frou-frou and uh, bottom of the barrel. That's great when we have, we're rolling in the dough. How about we change our mindset? And this is not just about me, but how about, how about we change our mindset to, why don't we find the money? You know, I wasn't even asking them to hire me on like a retainer. I mean, that'd be great, but they didn't even ask. I was like, what if I just give my services as a, at a, um, I could be part of your benefits package for your musicians. And um, what if, you know, uh, part of your benefits package is that they can have reduced cost sessions with me. They can hire me at a discount, only available for the symphony. But no, 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 no. All you could see is no, no, no. That's a uh, that's that's not necessary. We need to make money. You can't make money if you're if you're <laughs> in this symphony. Their musicians have not been doing much at all during the pandemic. All they did was beg for money. I lost a lot of respect for them. They just begged for money. They didn't really even do any. Um, I know I saw other symphonies and other orchestras doing concerts outside and giant warehouses doing VIP tickets for a limited amount of audience. So these people got basically a private concert in a giant warehouse. Can you imagine the acoustics? And they paid extra for it. See, that's brilliant abundance mindset thinking. And how many of those concerts could you do? When you, when you say, hey, look, this is scarce, we're going to offer it for a few people. Your ticket is now $300 instead of 60 bucks. What? You get to meet, you know, you get, you get hors d'oeuvres. You get, I don't need to make a whole event out of it. Think of how many things you can do like that. But no, they were like, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't afford that. That is so lack. And these, this orchestra didn't really do anything during the pandemic, but beg for money. It was pathetic. I honestly, I felt like it was really sad. And I, I just, it, I don't understand. And so I thought, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, that's because this person is a reactionary instead of a visionary. Um, they're not seeing the bottom line. If your musicians are healthy, and if you are healthy, you have, this is why I do what I do, right? If you are healthy, if you are strong, if you have great endurance and tons of energy, how much more music are you going to make? How much longer can you play on stage? How much better of a performance are you going to give? And how long is your playing career going to be? All of that equals a higher bottom dollar. But if you're sick and you're addicted to drugs or you don't sleep ever and you're in pain, eventually you're going to have to chart, start turning down gigs. People are not going to enjoy your music as much, et cetera, et cetera, right? We've got to start changing the way we think. So when it comes to lack mindset, in the way of health and fitness, I think I've already, I've already stated how it can lead to injury, pushing through pain, ignoring pain, um, just doing what you have to to get to the next gig. No, guys, there was always another opportunity. And you can create whatever opportunities you want. That's what I think. Um, you know, I just, this whole pandemic 
I've been thinking of ways I can reach out and help more people because now we're so much more online than we were before. Now we have so many more opportunities to help people than we did before. I'm pretty darn excited. So I started doing uh, instrument specific workouts. And then I, I, I did a whole series of them. I had a whole bunch of people that, that took my survey. And then we did, um, I did follow up interviews. I'm like, show me how you play your instrument. Where do things hurt? Why? So, you know, I understand like the anatomy and the kinesiology of the human body, but I don't understand every instrument. So I had people who played those instruments. And even uh, my friend Ron, who is a, a conductor, he, he plays piano, but he's also a theater director. And the pit, he is literally in the pit. It's, it's really tiny. He's having to conduct over his head and then come down and play. And his ankles bother him because of reaching for the pedals and his hips bother him. And then his shoulders hurt and all these things. It's like all these things you don't think about, right? And he's not going to say anything. People don't say anything until they're too broken. And then you just get a pity party and someone else gets the job. No, 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 no. Look, lack mindset stops when we start talking about it and we normalize it because it is normal. I mean, I made, I made mention of the fact on Veronica's podcast or on her interview. How many times do we, do we see, okay, football, uh, European football or soccer, how many people, how many athletes do we see pull a hamstring or twist an ankle in a game, like every game, right? Every single game almost, you see some soccer player pulling a hamstring or twisting an ankle or having some kind of injury like that. I'm not talking about like, you know, someone get kicked in the face, whatever. Do we think that they're less of, a, of an athlete and that their career is over and that they should just quit and learn to be a dentist or play a different sport? No, this is what musicians are told though. Oh, your, your career must be over. I mean, you must not be a very good musician if you get injured. Okay, you must not be a very good soccer player if you throw out your hamstring. Huh? No, see, it's exactly the same thing. But these athletes go to doctors. Doctors know what to do with athletes. They don't understand what to do with us. And we are also athletes. Use your entire body to play your instrument. I mean, I would love to see some of these doctors do what we do. Yeah, you're going to be sore. But you can also take that soreness down. Like the more you practice, suddenly you build up that endurance, you build up that stamina, right? It doesn't, you can be an, look, if, if poker is on ESPN, we can be called athletes, okay? Like hear me out, right? So getting back to it, like during the pandemic, we had all these different things, uh, we're trying to make money. And I thought, well, I can't train people right now in person. What can I do? And a bunch of my clients didn't want to do one-on-one -on -one sessions online. So I started doing these instrument specific workouts, which were, they're all on YouTube right now. They're free and they're, they're small, right? 10 minutes, 10 minutes, just a corrective exercise workout. Uh, you can do anywhere with minimal equipment because I knew nobody had equipment. And I finished my home gym and I just did them there. And I got such a good response to these. I thought, you know what? I should make this a thing. So I started doing them live and I started charging for people to come join me live. I was gonna record them anyway. Um, why not charge people to join me? And then they can learn at the same time. And now I have all of those. I think I have about 22 of them. Um, you get a PDF, you get bonus material on that PDF, then the PDF has the workout and explained in detail. And then you get an hour to an hour and a half tutorial where I lead you through the workout and I tell you all of the hows and whys and whatnot. But instead of just having that passive income now where somebody can download that on demand, I also said, well, why not join me as I record it live? Why not, right? So, so I did that. And then I republished my book. And then I thought, well, what else can I do? And I gave a whole ton of virtual workshops. I gave a workshop in the UK. 
Um, I gave workshops uh, for the NFA. I gave uh, so many, I can't even remember how many there were, but I gave a ton of these and I charged for all of them. And why not? So you're really only limited by your creativity. There's no lack. Think of all the different things. We need musicians to play background music on commercials. We need music for movies. We need movie uh, music for video games. We need people to compose it. We need people to take that video game music and perform it in a non-symphony setting, like a non-concert hall. How many of us have, have towns that have amphitheaters? Who's, who's holding you back from holding a concert there? You pay your taxes, right? That's probably your land. All you'd have to do is advertise. Why not? I gave a recital for fun once. I could have charged. Why not? You know, why don't you go on tour? Why not? I mean, there's so many options. So, guys, you don't have to play through pain. There is not a lack. There is a huge abundance of opportunities for us to make music and contribute. And here's the thing. When you are injured, we lose. As a community, we lose. We need every single musician to be at their peak, to be able to contribute their unique gift to the musical world. And if you're injured, we miss out on that. Not just us, but the world misses out on that. I know it sounds grandiose, but think about it. What if Beethoven went deaf earlier? We would have missed out on a lot. What if Mozart was never born? What if Daniel Bedingfield never created that, <laughs> that, uh, that, that song in his bedroom, right? We need every Musician, what if video games had never been invented? We need every musician out there, well and healthy and strong to be able to contribute their unique gift to the world. Just a couple of other ideas. I have a friend who's the electric flutist, Melissa Keeling. She's created a whole niche for herself with uh, doing pedal loops. She's got a glissando head joint. And so she's just taken this whole idea of this thing that she loves to do and she improvs and she sells it as an album and she teaches classes and she teaches lessons and she gives concerts and she charges as she should. I mean, the electric flutist, why not? Look, um, then there's, uh, what's it, Tracy Silverman. He's uh, the electric violinist. He came and actually played with my symphony in Destin and we played um, Nico Mo, I always say his last name wrong, it starts with an M, but we played his piece. Also, both of them are Nashville musicians and I didn't know it until I met them there, but he's created this whole, genre of electric violin okay well what else there's another group called the fourth wall if you haven't heard of them they do performance art to a whole new level there's uh they they do like acrobatics while they play their instruments i mean they've made a thing of it and then there's greg patillo and project three and he does the beatboxing flutist and then they do this whole they they're famous now he wrote a book he's got methods he teaches they tour okay What's your idea? What is something that you've been sitting on that you've been thinking about? Just do it. You're gonna get some no's or like some of my workouts, nobody registered, nobody came, but I did them anyway. You gotta, you gotta start and it might not be the thing that you end up doing, but it can take you to where you're gonna go. And I cannot wait to see the amount of musicians that come up with cool new stuff because there's such an abundance of stuff that has yet to happen. So many more opportunities and we need every single one of you. There's not a shortage of jobs. There might be a shortage of jobs in those two professions, 
but there's so much more out there. And why not create it? I had an idea the other day with uh, Ricardo and the Stay Amazing podcast. I was on his podcast and I was talking to him. And um, he, he mentioned, I, I said, I would love to create uh, an orchestra. There's got to be a, a, some people who wouldn't mind being in an orchestra. And uh, we live all over the world, but we just get together. And there are some other things about it. But basically, like, we have freedom to say, um, well, I'll just say it. the whole thing about the vaccination status. I don't think that the arts should be involved in that. And whether you what what you believe or not is your deal. But my thought was, you know, I don't like the fact that that there are some orchestras that are demanding proof of quote vaccination or that are mandating it as part of their employment. Here's my thought. Let's be adults and you have freedom of choice. So why not create an orchestra where you do what you want, whether you have had a a shot or not? whether you choose to wear masks or not, whether you choose what, and it could go, it could go into all other kinds of things, but it's basically like common sense. Are you sick? Stay home. Otherwise, why don't we give concerts? Why don't we come together and we do, we, we can be called the music strong orchestra, right? Why not? And this is for people who want another place to play. And we have composers and conductors and we just gives us an excuse to travel. Maybe we have an hybrid online version. If you're interested in this, let me know. Let's make it happen. Why not? I'd love an excuse to travel. Let's figure out how. I mean, we can ask for grants. We can ask for sponsors. I see it this actually uh, happening pretty easily. And then we can make some money out of it. Why do we have to give concerts for free? I don't think so. But um, and if that's not your jam and you don't believe in that at all and you're all you're not happy about the whole thing I just said about vaccines and masks and stuff, that's fine. That's your right. But I'm thinking, why don't we do that? Other people, like, why don't, like Eric Whitaker, he came up with the whole virtual choir idea. Guys, there's so many opportunities. We barely hit the tip of the iceberg. So I'm really excited to see what ideas you guys come up with. And uh, if you think the whole thing about that I've just been talking about with the abundance mindset versus lack mindset. If you agree or disagree, only with that, I don't care about the other stuff. Please share, leave some comments below and please share this with somebody you think needs to hear it about lack mindset and uh, let's change it. Let's absolutely change our idea as musicians. Michelangelo was not a starving artist. He was one of the wealthiest artists in the world. You have a right to get paid what you're worth as an artisan, right? Okay, so let's just start acting like it. All we got to do is band together. You know, there's power in numbers. So let's just change it. Simple as that. It just starts with more of us stepping up and saying, yeah, that's enough. Okay, I will wax poetic forever. So that's, um, I'm not succinct. <laughs> this is probably why I shouldn't do too many of these episodes by myself because I, I keep talking forever. But that's my thoughts. Love to know what your thoughts are. Have a, have a good night, a good day, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, go make some great music and share it, okay? Tag me, tag me at Music Strong Fitness on Instagram, tag me on YouTube, Music Strong Fitness Training, um, tag us at Tuned and Strong, tag us everywhere, Facebook, Angela McHouston, y'all tag me, okay? All right, and, and this is my plug since we don't have a, this, this doesn't have a, a commercial. If you are all about the whole abundance mindset and you are sick and tired of being in pain and you are ready to not be the statistic anymore, not be nine out of the 10, 
If you are ready to change that, and you're also ready to help your fellow musicians change that, I am running a pilot program and it's still in beta. So the price is cut way down, but as soon as the program is done, it's a three month program. I think we're about halfway through. Um, as soon as that, as soon as we end this first run, it's going up to full price. So you all want to get in on this. So um, if you're interested in my pilot program, we overcome injury, we increase your strength and your endurance, and we give you the knowledge you need to know how to take care of yourself. We increase your body awareness. We talk about all kinds of injuries and different modalities to take care of that, what the different doctors and different practitioners and alternative medicines do so you can make an informed decision. And um, at the end of it, you're going to have uh, created your own corrective exercise program. And I teach you all of it. Honestly, they say a program should give you 10 times its value. If I've done my math right, this should give you about 100 times your value. I'm going to assume if I can help you avoid injury for the rest of your career and you can help other people, that's well over hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's my goal. My goal is to keep you out of injury and making music as long as possible. So if you're interested in joining the Music Strong pilot program, especially while it's still in beta, email me at angelatmusicstrong.com, put pilot program in the subject, or you can leave a message below wherever you're finding this, but contact me, okay, y'all? Have a good night. Thanks for listening to me. Hey guys, um, I am coming at you. This is Angela from Music Strong, and I am coming at you today solo. Uh, Jen has some stuff she's dealing with, and in the meantime, there is something that I really wanted to expound on that I have talked about recently. Um, if you've been watching our podcast for a little while, listening to it, you've seen that we have done uh, a podcast with Veronica. I always say her name wrong. I think it's Kirkova. Um, she's a, a flutist in Birmingham, UK, and we had a whole podcast devoted to defining your worth as a musician. So the thing is, I actually was on her, uh, I did an interview with her for her group. And if you haven't been over to her group, um, please go check it out if you're on Facebook. It's a uh, uh, you know what? I don't remember what it is. I will, I will have, I'll put a link, but, um, she did an interview with me and we're talking and what's funny is I don't even remember the context at the very beginning. Um, but, and I started talking about, uh, something and it just came out of my mouth. And <laughs> have you guys ever said something and you're like, wow, that was really good. That this was that moment. And so you just saw that clip here in the beginning. Um, at least I think, I think you'll see it, of that conversation with Veronica. And it came up in my, just as I'm talking, it came to me that lack mindset can lead to injury, which sounds ridiculous when you think about it, right? But the more I started to expound on this, the more it started to make sense. And it just, it just flowed out of my mouth. I, I don't know where it came from, but it's, I really think it's true. So when we think about lack mindset, oh gosh, it's everywhere in the musician community, whether you play classical, jazz, rock, country, if you're in the studio, whatever, it's, it's constantly preached to us that there just aren't enough jobs. There's too many musicians and there's not enough work. You'll always quote, be broke, you'll be a starving artist, you'll be poor. There's just not enough people. So, and then this whole thing about, um, 
either you don't have a, you're not a real musician, you don't have a real job, unless you land uh, an orchestra gig or a teaching gig at a university. I'm sorry, there are not that many universities, not that many schools of music, and not that many jobs. This is a mindset from the 50s, I think. I wasn't born then. Guys, it's 2021. That's 70 years ago. People have said for how long that orchestras are dying. Why is it a viable option at that point? You know, I mean, it's your, I can't remember the, the um, one of the, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this. There's so many options, but I remember taking an audition for the president's own. I think I was one of 90 people to audition for this piccolo spot. If it wasn't like 120, I forget. Because it's just a cattle call is what it, what people refer to it as because there's one spot one spot and there's so many people putting their hopes and dreams and then they have to go quote get a date job because they're not a real musician because they don't have a real music job it, it, enough guys this has got to stop we, we should demand better of our musical institutions they need to be preparing us for real life um sure a lot of us would like orchestral jobs i have an orchestral job it's a part-time job it's perfect for me i don't want a full-time job i love what i do am i a real musician heck yeah i am i don't think i'm any less of a musician in fact i'm much happier this way and we need to start preaching that there are so many opportunities for you as a musician and so many opportunities that we haven't even discovered, we haven't uncovered, and we haven't come up with. So you remember when uh, musicians started recording in their houses? Like I remember, oh, what was this? Early 2000s, uh, Daniel Bedingfield, y'all remember this? That, that song, I gotta get through this, I gotta get through this. You know, like uh, it, some people thought he sounded like a woman, which was really funny. It's just like, I think it's how they sped up uh sped up the sound because if you listen to the song it, it anyway point being it was a huge deal breaker when that um it was a huge deal when that came out because up until then you had to pay a lot of money and we had rent studio time go physically to the studio rent the band rent you know pay not rent the band but you had to pay live musicians you had to pay an audio engineer to mix it produce it all this stuff and then it had to go on a physical cd and all of this right this guy came along and it was one of the first times that people recorded on like a home computer and this this song was a hit it was everywhere and it changed the way we thought about music and this was like at the time when like napster was big and you know and then people we had to think again about how do we as musicians make a living at this and some people have really adapted well and some people have gone kicking and screaming into the 21st century guys we gotta do better you know there's so many opportunities there's just so many opportunities for us to come up with new ways to create music new ways for us to bring music to people new ways for us to marry different aspects like what i do fitness for musicians i don't know why there aren't more people doing this strength training specifically corrective exercises but also just pure strength why is there why are there not more people did i sell out i had a whole conversation with myself did, am, am i selling out because i'm not playing music all the time i'm not playing i'm not a, i always wanted to be a studio musician why am i not in the studio i'm not playing movie music like i want to and blah blah blah, blah. and i had this whole breakdown of am i selling out 
No, no, I am not selling out. In fact, what I think is when I look at this degree on the wall, I have my master's in flute performance. I got that degree for me, not because I thought the degree would get me a job. I don't think it has, but I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be uh, in regards to the knowledge. I, I knew I didn't know enough. I wasn't at my full potential. I had so much more to learn and grow and as a performer. And when I was done with my master's, I was like, okay, now I'm, I, I think I'm done. I, I tried a couple times to audition for my doctorate and they were disasters. And I just went, I don't need this. The reason they weren't, they, they didn't go well was because my heart wasn't in it. I just didn't know what else to do. And there's so many people that go get their doctorates because they don't know what else to do. And as music schools, they're not providing any other opportunities because to get a teaching job, you have to have a doctorate, which I think is the biggest bunch of baloney. I would much rather hire someone with some real life experience than somebody who just came through a music school, got their doctorate and got hired. You don't know what the real world is like necessarily, right? So that's a whole other tangent. But the reason I told her, I think lack mindset leads to injury is because when we feel like we don't have enough jobs, we don't have enough gigs, there's never enough. And we have to say yes. I remember being told as an undergrad, say yes to every opportunity. If someone asks you, can, it do, can you do a gig? The answer is yes. And if you don't know how, you will figure it out because you have to say yes, because that opportunity might never come back and then you'll never have a job. But if you do say yes, that job can lead to another job and lead to another job, aka you'll be a freelancer forever. So you better take every job because there aren't that many. I mean, it's this whole perpetuation of lack of not enough, which is a bunch of bull. But when we put that much pressure on ourselves to take every job, regardless of whether we want to play it or not, whether we like it or not, whether, whether we're able to play it or not, just because we got to pay the bills, and, and we feel like we have to, so we have to be perfect as musicians, right? We're not allowed to be human. We're not allowed to get injured. So as musicians, living here in Nashville, this is what I hear a lot is that you better not tell anybody you're injured. You won't get the gig. They'll pass you over for someone who's not. So what happens? People don't talk about it. People are injured all the time. Guys, this number right here, 90% of musicians will be injured. It's not a made up number. I got that from a study. And if you have my book, The Musician's Essential Exercises, I quote that study. It's actually 93% up to will have experienced playing related pain or injury. 93%. That is all of us. Okay. That's basically nine out of 10. That's basically all of us because you're going to have something at some point. But if you're not allowed to talk about it, but you're expected to be perfect, what are you going to do? You're going to push through pain. You're going to ignore it. You're going to find a way to just get through the gig. But then you have another gig and you have to just get through that. How many times have you sat in an orchestra rehearsal and been like, man, I can't wait for break. I got another two hours after this, or it's a three hour rehearsal. And then I got another, I got another rehearsal this afternoon. And then I got to say, oh my gosh, I just, I need to stop that. So-and-so hurts. My shoulders kill me, my neck, my back, my wrist, my whatever. I just got to make it through. Okay. Here's the deal. At some point, you're not going to make it through and your body's going to break. You cannot just push through injury, push through pain. If you are in pain, that's, and I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but if you're in pain, that's a, pain is a signal something's wrong. 
your body's trying to get your attention about something. You just push through, something's gonna break, right? Something is not going to work. And so if you feel like you have to push through, just make it through the gig, at some point, you're not gonna be able to make it through and you're gonna have to take time off. Not only are you gonna have to take time off, you're gonna have to go to the doctor. You might have to have surgery. You might have to have physical therapy after that. And then how long have you been out? How many gigs have you had to say no to because you're out of commission? It could be up to a year. It could be a couple of weeks, could be a couple of months, could be a couple of years. Then your career is gone. Suddenly you're not first call anymore. Suddenly people forget about you. Suddenly people associate with you. Oh, you're that injured person. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, they had to quit, you know. But then at the, on the other hand, I know and I have heard of extremely mm, well-known musicians. I'm not naming any names, but really well-known musicians, a fiddler, a violin player, so to speak. Uh, either way, you want to say it. Um, a really well-known person who plays violin is considering hanging up their bow because they're in so much pain. This is insane, guys. There's, there's no reason you should have to suffer in silence just until your body breaks and then you quit your career. No, you don't have to do this. So this is why when you feel like you have to say yes to every gig and you have to do it all and you can't take time off, you're going to get injured. And then how much money are you going to lose? It just perpetuates the cycle. How much money are you going to lose? Because then you can't say yes to a gig. Well, you lost that gig. Then means you lost the next gig and the one after that. How much money did you spend? Go to the doctor. How many gigs did you have to say no to or teaching time or whatever you're doing? How much time did you have to take off to go to the doctor? to maybe get surgery, rehab on top of that, practice time, now your level's gone down. I mean, it's just a vicious cycle and it doesn't have to be this way. So I am so tired of the lack mindset because it's not true. Okay. Do any of y'all remember back in the day when you were in like elementary school and you had these musicians or these artists that came and gave presentations and little concerts and stuff at your school? Surely that was not just my school, right? I remember, I remember these, um, there were some twins that came to my elementary school and they, they did this cute little program and um, my mom bought their cassette tapes. We listened to them constantly and it was really cool. Dude, why, why is that not a viable option? Why is that selling out? It's not, it's not selling out. So why, why is there not more of that? Why can't you just go on tour? You don't have to have a manager. You don't have to make it big and sell out stadiums before you go on tour. Why not make your own tour? So if you listen to our podcast interview with Rusty Holmes, he talks about this tour he just set up. Um, what I've done is I just call schools and, and I usually start with a flute teacher uh, and I ask, hey, would you like a workshop? You know, my workshops uh, help your school maintain their NASM accreditation and I can help your students prevent injury and you know, all these other things. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I went ahead and put in my brochure, look, I can teach a masterclass. I can teach lessons. I can offer you an artist in residency. Why don't you have me for a couple of days to a week? You know, um, my workshops range anywhere from an hour to three hours. Quite honestly, I can make it into two days if I wanted to just spend some time and then add this. And you can charge for each one of these things. Thousands of dollars. Why not? You have, you have knowledge that other people need to be able to play well, right? And so that's what I've done. I'm like, okay, cool. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do, I think the last one I did was right, was in November, is at Durango, um, Durango, Colorado. I flew out there. Uh, what's funny is I actually flew there from Arizona because I was at a personal training conference for NASM, the other NASM. 
Um, but I went out to Fort Lewis College. And this is the second time. The first time I went up there of my own volition and I'd only sold like three, the three spots, but I was doing it differently. I was doing it the wrong way. And plus I really just wanted to go out to Colorado. So this time um, I'd been in contact with some members of the faculty there and they're like, yeah, we wanna, we wanna have you come out. Um, how many, you know, what days do you wanna do this thing? So I did a master class. I did a, I did a recital. I did a master class and I did a music strong three hour workshop. And uh, it was fantastic. They paid for my travel. They put me up in a hotel. They shuttled me around. I got to have a recital. I got a chance to perform and I got to help a whole lot of people and I got paid for it. You're gonna tell me that makes me not a musician because I'm not playing an orchestra? No, no, no. You're only limited by, the, by your creativity and your willingness to put yourself out there and hear no. No, I'm not. I heard that from a, a symphony the other day. Um, very well-known symphony. I reached out um, and this was through a, a, a friend of a friend reached out on my behalf to the president of the symphony and said, uh, you know, this is what, this is Angela, this is what she offers. Um, she would like to be the personal trainer in residence for your symphony. No one else is doing this. And the director of that symphony came back and said, I'm sure what she's doing is amazing, but she's at the very bottom list of importance right now. We have to make money. You want to tell me that's going to be a successful orchestra? That is so lack mindset. And also, if you're not taking care of your musicians, they don't feel like they have uh, the ability to speak up and to take time for themselves and to take care of themselves because you're just pushing them harder and harder and harder so you can make money. They also deserve to make money, but they also deserve to be taken care of. And you just said, no, 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 their health and wellness is frou-frou and uh, bottom of the barrel. That's great when we have, we're rolling in the dough. How about we change our mindset? And this is not just about me, but how about, how about we change our mindset to, why don't we find the money? You know, I wasn't even asking them to hire me on like a retainer. I mean, that'd be great, but they didn't even ask. I was like, what if I just give my services as a, at a, um, I could be part of your benefits package for your musicians. And um, what if, you know, uh, part of your benefits package is that they can have reduced cost sessions with me. They can hire me at a discount, only available for this symphony. But no, 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 no. All you could see is no, no, no. That's uh that's that's not necessary. We need to make money. You can't make money if you're if you're <laughs> and this symphony, their musicians have not been doing much at all. During the pandemic, all they did was beg for money. I lost a lot of respect for them. They just begged for money. They didn't really even do any. Um, I know I saw other symphonies and other orchestras doing concerts outside and giant warehouses, doing VIP tickets for a limited amount of audience. So these people got basically a private concert in a giant warehouse. Can you imagine the acoustics? And they paid extra for it. See, that's brilliant abundance mindset thinking. And how many of those concerts could you do? When you, when you say, hey, look, this is scarce. We're going to offer it for a few people. Your ticket is now $300 instead of 60 bucks, but you get to meet, you know, you get, you get hors d'oeuvres, you get, I don't need to make a whole event out of it. Think of how many things you can do like that. But no, they were like, no, 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 we can't, we can't afford that. That is so lack. And these, this orchestra didn't really do anything during the pandemic, but beg for money. It was pathetic. I honestly, I felt like it was really sad. And I, I just, it, I don't understand. And so I thought as soon as I heard that, I'm like, that's because this person is a reactionary instead of a visionary. Um, they're not seeing the bottom line. If your musicians are healthy and if you are healthy, you have, this is why I do what I do. 
right? If you are healthy, if you are strong, if you have great endurance and tons of energy, how much more music are you going to make? How much longer can you play on stage? How much better of a performance are you going to give? And how long is your playing career going to be? All of that equals a higher bottom dollar. But if you're sick and you're addicted to drugs or you don't sleep ever and you're in pain, eventually you're going to have to start turning down gigs. People are not going to enjoy your music as much, et cetera, et cetera, right? We've got to start changing the way we think. So when it comes to lack mindset, in the way of health and fitness, I think I've already, I've already stated how it can lead to injury, pushing through pain, ignoring pain, um, just doing what you have to to get to the next gig. No, guys, there is always another opportunity. And you can create whatever opportunities you want. That's what I think. Um, you know, I just, this whole pandemic, I've been thinking of ways I can reach out and help more people because now we're so much more online than we were before. Now we have so many more opportunities to help people than we did before. I'm pretty darn excited. So I started doing uh, instrument specific workouts. And then I, I, I did a whole series of them. I had a whole bunch of people that, that took my survey. And then we did, um, I did follow-up interviews. I'm like, show me how you play your instrument. Where do things hurt? Why? So, you know, I understand like the anatomy and the kinesiology of the human body, but I don't understand every instrument. So I had people who played those instruments. And even uh, my friend Ron, who is a, a conductor, he, he plays piano, but he's also a theater director. And the pit, he is literally in the pit. It's, it's really tiny. He's having to conduct over his head and then come down and play. And his ankles bother him because of reaching for the pedals and his hips bother him. And then his shoulders hurt and all these things. It's like all these things you don't think about, right? And he's not going to say anything. People don't say anything until they're too broken. And then you just get a pity party and someone else gets the job. No, 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 no. Look, lack mindset stops when we start talking about it and we normalize it because it is normal. I mean, I made, I made mention of the fact on Veronica's podcast or on her interview. How many times do we, do we see, okay, football, uh, European football or soccer, how many people, how many athletes do we see pull a hamstring or twist an ankle in a game, like every game, right? Every single game almost, you see some soccer player pulling a hamstring or twisting an ankle or having some kind of injury like that. I'm not talking about like, you know, someone get kicked in the face, whatever. Do we think that they're less of, a, of an athlete and that their career is over and that they should just quit and learn to be a dentist or play a different sport? No, this is what musicians are told though. Oh, your, your career must be over. I mean, you must not be a very good musician if you get injured. Okay, you must not be a very good soccer player if you threw out your hamstring. Huh? No, see, it's exactly the same thing. But these athletes go to doctors. Doctors know what to do with athletes. They don't understand what to do with us. And we are also athletes. Use your entire body to play your instrument. I mean, I would love to see some of these doctors do what we do. Yeah, you're going to be sore, but you can also take that soreness down. Like the more you practice, suddenly you build up that endurance, you build up that stamina, right? It doesn't, you can be an, look, if, if poker is on ESPN, we can be called athletes, okay? Like hear me out, right? So getting back to it, like during the pandemic, we had all these different things, uh, we're trying to make money. And I thought, well, I can't train people right now in person. What can I do? And a bunch of my clients didn't want to do one-on-one -on -one sessions online. So I started doing these instrument specific workouts, which were, they're all on YouTube right now. They're free and they're, they're small, right? 10 minutes, 10 minutes, just a corrective exercise workout. Uh, you can do anywhere with minimal equipment because I knew nobody had equipment. 
And I finished my home gym and I just did them there. And I got such a good response to these. I thought, you know what? I should make this a thing. So I started doing them live and I started charging for people to come join me live. I was gonna record them anyway. Um, why not charge people to join me? And then they can learn at the same time. And now I have all of those. I think I have about 22 of them. Um, you get a PDF, you get bonus material on that PDF, then the PDF has the workout and explained in detail. And then you get an hour to an hour and a half tutorial where I lead you through the workout and I tell you all of the hows and whys and whatnot. But instead of just having that passive income now where somebody can download that on demand, I also said, well, why not join me as I record it live? Why not, right? So, so I did that. And then I republished my book. And then I thought, well, what else can I do? And I gave a whole ton of virtual workshops. I gave a workshop in the UK. Um, I gave workshops uh, for the NFA. I gave uh, so many. I can't even remember how many there were. But I gave a ton of these and I charged for all of them. And why not? So you're really only limited by your creativity. There's no lack. Think of all the different things. We need musicians to play background music on commercials. We need music for movies. We need movie uh, music for video games. We need people to compose it. We need people to take that video game music and perform it in a non-symphony setting, like a non-concert hall. How many of us have, have towns that have amphitheaters? Who's, who's holding you back from holding a concert there? You pay your taxes, right? That's probably your land. All you'd have to do is advertise. Why not? I gave a recital for fun once. I could have charged. Why not? You know, why don't you go on tour? Why not? I mean, there's so many options. So, guys, you don't have to play through pain. There is not a lack. There is a huge abundance of opportunities for us to make music and contribute. And here's the thing when you are injured, we lose. As a community, we lose. We need every single musician to be at their peak, to be able to contribute their unique gift to the musical world. And if you're injured, we miss out on that. Not just us, but the world misses out on that. I know it sounds grandiose, but think about it. What if Beethoven went deaf earlier? We would have missed out on a lot. What if Mozart was never born? What if Daniel Bedingfield never created that, <laughs> that, uh, that, that song in his bedroom, right? We need every Musician, what if video games had never been invented? We need every musician out there, well and healthy and strong to be able to contribute their unique gift to the world. Just a couple of other ideas. I have a friend who's the electric flutist, Melissa Keeling. She's created a whole niche for herself with uh, doing pedal loops. She's got a glissando head joint. And so she's just taken this whole idea of this thing that she loves to do and she improvs and she sells it as an album and she teaches classes and she teaches lessons and she gives concerts and she charges as she should. I mean, the electric flutist, why not? Look, um, then there's, uh, what's it, Tracy Silverman. He's uh, the electric violinist. He came and actually played with my symphony in Destin and we played um, Nico Mol, I always say his last name wrong, it starts with an M, but we played his piece. Also, both of them are national musicians and I didn't know it until I met them there, but he's created this whole, genre of electric violin okay well what else there's another group called the fourth wall if you haven't heard of them they do performance art to a whole new level there's uh they they do like acrobatics while they play their instruments 
I mean, they've made a thing of it. And then there's Greg Patillo in Project 3, and he does the beatboxing flutist. And then they do this whole, they, they're famous now. He wrote a book, he's got methods, he teaches, they tour. Okay, what's your idea? What is something that you've been sitting on that you've been thinking about? Just do it. You're gonna get some no's or like some of my workouts, nobody registered, nobody came, but I did them anyway. You gotta, you gotta start. And it might not be the thing that you end up doing, but it can take you to where you're going to go. And I cannot wait to see the amount of musicians that come up with cool new stuff because there's such an abundance of stuff that has yet to happen. So many more opportunities and we need every single one of you. There's not a shortage of jobs. There might be a shortage of jobs in those two professions, but there's so much more out there. And why not create? If I had an idea the other day with uh, Ricardo on the Stay Amazing podcast. I was on his podcast and I was talking to him. And um, he, he mentioned, I, I said, I would love to create uh, an orchestra. There's got to be a, a, some people who wouldn't mind being in an orchestra. And uh, we live all over the world, but we just get together. And there were some other things about it. But basically, like we have freedom to say, um, well, I'll just say it. the whole thing about the vaccination status. I don't think that the arts should be involved in that. And whether you what what you believe or not is your deal. But my thought was, you know, I don't like the fact that that there are some orchestras that are demanding proof of quote vaccination or that are mandating it as part of their employment. Here's my thought. Let's be adults and you have freedom of choice. So why not create an orchestra where you do what you want, whether you have had a a shot or not? whether you choose to wear masks or not, whether you choose to what, and it could go, it could go into all other kinds of things, but it's basically like common sense. Are you sick? Stay home. Otherwise, why don't we give concerts? Why don't we come together and we do, we, we can be called the music strong orchestra, right? Why not? And this is for people who want another place to play. And we have composers and conductors and we just gives us an excuse to travel. Maybe we have a hybrid online version. If you're interested in this, let me know. Let's make it happen. Why not? I'd love an excuse to travel. Let's figure out how. I mean, we can ask for grants. We can ask for sponsors. I see it this actually uh, happening pretty easily. And then we can make some money out of it. Why do we have to give concerts for free? I don't think so. But um, and if that's not your jam and you don't believe in that at all, and you're all you're not happy about the whole thing I just said about vaccines and masks and stuff, that's fine. That's your right. But I'm thinking, why don't we do that? Other people, like, why don't, like Eric Whitaker, he came up with the whole virtual choir idea. Guys, there's so many opportunities. We barely hit the tip of the iceberg. So I'm really excited to see what ideas you guys come up with. And uh, if you think the whole thing about that I've just been talking about with the abundance mindset versus lack mindset. If you agree or disagree only with that, I don't care about the other stuff. Please share, leave some comments below and please share this with somebody you think needs to hear it about lack mindset and uh, let's change it. Let's absolutely change our idea as musicians. Michelangelo was not a starving artist. He was one of the wealthiest artists in the world. You have a right to get paid what you're worth as an artisan, right? Okay, so let's just start acting like it. All we gotta do is band together. You know, there's power in numbers. So let's just change it. Simple as that.
it just starts with more of us stepping up and saying yeah that's enough okay i will wax poetic forever so that's um i'm not succinct <laughs> this is probably why i shouldn't do too many of these episodes by myself because i i keep talking forever but that's my thoughts love to know what your thoughts are have a have a good night a good day stay healthy stay safe and uh, go make some great music and share it okay tag me tag me at music strong fitness on instagram tag me on youtube music strong fitness training um tag us at tuned and strong tag us everywhere facebook angela mchouston y'all tag me okay all right and and this is my plug since we don't have a this this doesn't have a, a commercial if you are all about the whole abundance mindset and you are sick and tired of being in pain and you are ready to not be the statistic anymore not be nine out of the ten if you are ready to change that and you're also ready to help your fellow musicians change that i am running a pilot program and it's still in beta so the price is cut way down but as soon as the program is done it's a three-month program i think we're about halfway through um as soon as that as soon as we end this first run it's going up to full price so you y'all want to get in on this so um if you're interested in my pilot program we overcome injury we increase your strength and your endurance and we give you the knowledge you need to know how to take care of yourself we increase your body awareness we talk about all kinds of injuries and different modalities to take care of that what the different doctors and different practitioners and alternative medicines do so you can make an informed decision and um, at the end of it you're going to have uh, created your own corrective exercise program and i teach you all of it honestly they say a program should give you 10 times its value if i've done my math right this should give you about 100 times your value i'm gonna assume if I can help you avoid injury for the rest of your career and you can help other people, that's well over hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's my goal. My goal is to keep you out of injury and making music as long as possible. So if you're interested in joining the Music Strong pilot program, especially while it's still in beta, email me at angelatmusicstrong.com, put pilot program in the subject, or you can leave a message below wherever you're finding this, but contact me, okay, y'all? Have a good night. Thanks for listening to me.